0: I have just discovered the best secret time to search for a home. Let's find out. What's happening, everybody? It's David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home Guy, and this is the How to Buy a Home Podcast. I'm a realtor here in Southern California, and I was with a big old school brokerage working the way the dinosaurs do, trying to sell real estate the old way. And it was February 2019 when I decided that I was going to dedicate myself to you guys out there, first time home buyers. I am in Southern California. I work for EXP Realty, and I do help people buy and sell homes. But my big focus right now is helping you guys out there. Buy a home as soon as you can. What we're trying to do is help you figure out how to turn your largest monthly bill, you know, your rent, into your largest automatic wealth builder. And you can do it a lot sooner than you think by turning yourself from a renter into a homeowner. That's the fastest way to accumulate wealth. No matter where you are in North America, this podcast is for you. It's dedicated to being the only place that you can get educated before you actually think that you should because no one else is talking to you, because a large part of the real estate industry, well, they suck. And I'm here to change that. And they don't think that you can, and they want to wait until you're ready to buy. So I'm here today to tell you some tips about when you can start looking for homes to be that secret time. And eventually that's going to save you tens, heck, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. You can do this, folks. All right, what's the answer to the burning question? When is that secret new time? Are you ready? You ready? Right after you have a baby. Best time to shop for a home. Am I crazy? Absolutely. Is this idea crazy? Not at all. I'm serious. It's the greatest time to search for a home. Why? Well, once again, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast and the reason I'm talking to you guys out there all over the country is because buying a home, it starts on the internet. That's where it starts. Eventually, you work with an agent, you work with a lender, you work with escrowing title. You actually have to get out of your car, get off your smartphone, and go look at the house for real and in person. But when you have a baby, think about it, folks. I just had some clients that recently called me, and I wasn't expecting you to talk to them. We were on our way doing the research, figuring things out, looking at a couple homes, doing a lot of research online, and then they said, hey, David, we're ready to go look at this house. And I was like, hey, didn't you guys just have a baby like a week and a half ago? And they said, yep, great time for you to meet Wyatt. What happened was, you're getting paid to stay home. And if you're not getting paid to stay home, then you already had the time off, and you were ready for it. And you've either saved for it, or you're just stuck there. But a lot of people are actually getting paid. There's maternity leave, there's paternity leave now, thank you very much. and. That's a great time for you to shop because why? You can use the internet. So what today's podcast is going to be all about is I'm going to run through all the great websites, internet trips that my clients have used, that I've learned about, and that I actually did a little research on and discovered some new things. But this is the stuff that you guys can use on your downtime. And what's the greatest downtime in the world when you're sitting there looking at that squishy little new guy? Oh, dad, I've got two kids. I remember it was the greatest time in the world. You're glowing, you're happy. You just sit and stare at him or her. But you know what? It's also a great time, sorry, I had a son first. I'm not a sexist pig. Anyway, it's fantastic. But you know what else you can do? You're exhausted. You are trying to stay up, you're holding that baby. Well, if you can hold the baby in one arm and use your laptop in your other arm, it's a great time. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go through and tell you all the greatest sites out there that you can use to start your search. You're going to do it anyway. Might as well do it then. And again, this whole idea is brought to you by my friends, Molly and Ryan, who brought their less than two-week-old baby to a condo that we got to go look at. It was super fun. Okay, let's start with you. If you're renting right now and you've got to get another rental place because you've still got to save up, well, first of all, go back and listen to all the rest of the podcasts here on How to Buy a Home and find out how long that process should be for you. And make sure that you understand that you can get in with a low down payment. That's something that's very important. All the other podcasts tell you all about that. But you can start with episode where I talk about first-time buyers, one, two, three. It's a great one. Boy, fool yourself much, David? Anyway, we'll continue. So for the renters out there, apartments.com is a great website. My apartment map is a good one. Now, I've got a Facebook homepage, How to Buy a Home. Of course, any of you out there are welcome to join it. Just punch it in, tell me that you heard it on the podcast, and I'll invite you into the group. The members from the group there said that they use PadMapper as well as HotPads. Now, these are great places you can look for a rental property. And again, all this stuff you can do on any downtime that you've got. doesn't have to be weekends or evenings, although I highly encourage you to grab your favorite beverage, get in your most comfy PJs, and sit with your laptop and start perusing neighborhoods. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about more stuff you can do with that when we get into looking to buy the homes. These are all great places you can get started. Now, remember, you've always got Craigslist as well. Craigslist, of course, it's basically the classified ads. And who am I kidding? Most of you don't know what the classified ads are. It was in this thing that we used to call a newspaper, and it was right next to our rotary phone and our cassette tapes. But those places are good places to start when you're looking for apartments. Now, a lot of people say, well, what if I want to talk to my realtor? What if I want to get a good lease? There are stuff that's out there that's offered on on Zillow, on Trulia, but honestly, there's a cutoff line. So if you're looking to rent a place out here in California, like in Southern California, Ryan, the average rental two bedroom, two bath in a decent neighborhood anywhere from two thousand to twenty four hundred bucks. So if you're telling me I want to rent something for nineteen hundred dollars, I will tell people go ahead and go to Craigslist, go to PadMapper, go to Hot Pads, because most people don't list their home with a real estate agent until they get into the big three bedroom, two bath or four or five bedrooms, and they rent the place for around here. These numbers might be different where you are, but whatever your big house is rent for around here, like up to three grand, four grand, and above. Now, those are the ones that are going to use realtors, but I usually tell people, look, I'd love to help you, and I'd love to get paid, but you go ahead and find that stuff on your own. And then what I do is I help them discover the neighborhood. So let's talk about discovering the neighborhood. I'm going to rapid fire a whole bunch of things for you. It'll all be on the blog. The blog's at davidsidoni.com. We write out the entire podcast. And at the bottom of the blog is a great thing, links to all these websites. So what we've got, if you're looking for a neighborhood to buy, the first thing that I want to tell you is if you're getting serious and you've already got your realtor, the best thing you can do is use the Realtors MLS. And that's where you're going to get all of the inside information. I know there are a ton of websites out there. That when you're shopping that you can use but the realtor mls that they can send directly to you into your email that's going to get you the most detailed information and the reason is the mls those sites are built to inform it's professional to professional and unfortunately that's why they're clunkier and not very user friendly that and the fact that realtors are dumb And Well, not realtors, but the real estate industry is dumb and they didn't figure out that they should get into the internet first. So Zillow and Redfin have great user-friendly sites, but remember, they're there to sell something. MLS sites are there to inform you, so they're going to have details. A lot of times, you're going to need your real estate professional to help kind of translate what's actually happening on that site. It's not as user-friendly and a lot more difficult to navigate the big sites, remember, they're awesome. You can get lots of great information. And I highly encourage all of my first time buyers and all of you folks out there to go ahead and use those sites to get information about the neighborhood. But if you want to dig deep, then you got to talk to your realtor and find out all the specifics that are there inside the MLS site. Think the MLS site is like an industry insider, kind of an intranet. Imagine a bunch of engineers or a bunch of tech guys that built a little website to explain different things to each other. It's going to be nerdy and clunky, but they all understand it. And the public sites, the Zillows, the RedFins, the Realtor.coms, the Homes.com, they're super easy to navigate, but their entire purpose is to keep you there as long as they can. Their goal isn't to inform. Their goal is to sell. And a lot of times it's to sell to other realtors advertising space so that their realtor's face sits right there. And so they build the site to be very, very user-friendly. But remember, they're there to sell something, whether it's to you or whether it's to a realtor, that's their job. But I do absolutely recommend them as a great place to get started and get some information. And moving into the next step of what you can get, there's some new websites that are popping up as well, open listings, and a lot of these sites are doing something called iBuyer's. I'm going to do a whole other podcast on that later on. It's basically people looking to purchase homes just through the internet without actually seeing them. And in that podcast, I will go into detail about how that sounds like a great idea and something that you folks that use your smartphone to look up everything might think, hey, this is the future. Well, I'll let you know right now that the iBuyers out there, once again, the big tech guys screw in the real estate industry because, well, they deserve it. What they're doing is they're getting these iBuyers to get people to maybe 10% of the selling folks out there. They'll actually say, Hey, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And so they give the information to the big sites. And then the big sites turn around and sell that lead, that potential seller of a house, to the real estate agents. And then the real estate agents look for these iBuyers, and all the I buyers come in and they're all lowball offers. 80, 90% of them are low-ball offers. They're junk. They're mostly cash. But the realtor just got himself a chance to buy that potential person selling their home. Isn't it a wonderful industry? So you're going to see those iBuyer sites out there. And they're not necessarily the best way for you to get a house. And they're probably massively overpriced. And remember, when you're looking at homes, when you're looking at values, and you're trying to figure out on all those sites, whether it's the MLS from your realtor or whether it's Zillow and Redfin, only look at solds. If values are what you're trying to figure out while you've got this downtime, when you're doing your own research on your computer, which I highly recommend, solds only. Do not look at actives or pendings. A home that's listed at 300,000 and suddenly it says pending or under contract or in escrow, guess what? That home might be selling for $265. And if you decide that neighborhood is a 300 neighborhood based on that home, you're not getting the correct information until it sells. So only look at sold prices if you're trying to figure out pricing. Now here's my big tip. Google Maps, Google Maps, Google Maps. If you want to find out about a neighborhood, use Google Maps. Become a Google Maps pro use the satellite, look inside people's backyards. All right. Find out if they've got junkyards back there. I may have said it in another podcast, but I'm going to do this for a long time. So I'm going to repeat myself a lot and then become a pro and use street view. If you don't know how to use Google street view, use it. It's a lot easier to use on your desktop. That's why I know a lot of you guys are doing a lot of research on your smartphones, but I highly recommend that it work you completely ignore your obligations for the salary that they're paying you and use that big desktop computer to use Google Street View or do it at home on your own time. But if you're using Street View, you can look not only at the house that you're looking at, but the houses next to it. You can look at the curbs. You can look at the cars that are in the neighborhood. You can look at their lawns, their landscaping. And most importantly, you could look at the closest mini malls or malls or stores or restaurants and find out are these the kind of places that you like we've got some areas here in southern california that are a little spotty and i tell people all the time go down the street if you keep running into easy check payday advance places and bail bonds maybe not be the best part of town when you're researching the areas you go back to the old faithfuls you can use your yelp they've got the circle device that you can use on yelp to see you know what's around in a certain area Check out the stores, check out the restaurants, read the reviews. It's things that you can learn. And then here's a great site, City Data. City Data is a great site, and they've got City Data forms. And it's a perfect place for you to learn what people are talking about and what people are saying. You can find someone locally, actually, and speak to them directly. Of course, as always, with all of this stuff that you're doing in your research, remember, trust but verify. All right, don't take anyone's word as gospel. Now, moving forward, another great site that I've actually been using for a long time is Walk Score. Walk Score is fantastic. It's a great way for you to get to know a neighborhood and find out what is going on in the area where you can walk to. Whether it's restaurants, it's uh, bars, it's uh, parks, whatever it is that you're into, use that Walk Score. It's going to give it a scale on 1 to 100 and let you know how walkable. Is the home, the track, the condo, the town home, whatever you're looking at. And they've expanded. Like I said, I've been using them for a long time, but they've expanded. They've got drive score, and I think they've even got bike score now. Pretty cool. Not sure, trust, but verify. I believe there's bike score. And then one of the other things I always tell people is start just Googling local sites. Look at the city sites. Look at the track sites. One of the things that you're gonna do, I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about is driving around. Now when you're doing that. Make sure that you either take a mental picture or pull over and take a picture with your phone of the name of the track that you see when you're on the way driving into it. Take a picture of that. Look it up. They almost always have their own website or there's a community Facebook page. And I know this sucks because you probably dumped Facebook or you never got on Facebook if you're a youngin out there. But Facebook is a great tool for all us old folks who have houses. So. Make a fake account. I don't care. Get on there and just start using it to do some research. A lot of them, this is going to be controversial. A lot of people like Nextdoor around my neighborhood. All Nextdoor does is has a place for people to bitch or talk about how many coyotes they saw in the neighborhood. Every Nextdoor has its own story, but you can get some good information from some good people there. All the Facebook pages are fantastic. Silly little thing you do. Angie's list is a great thing as well as thumbtack. Now, you're thinking, what are you thinking, Dave? Those are places to find contractors. But if you go through and you read the reviews, you might, you're going to want a place that has good vendors, good contactors, maybe even good photographer, good children's balloon animal maker. The more things that you find on Angie's list with strong reviews, well, the better the social and the neighborhood community that you're looking at. Another great site is Street Advisor. That site is dedicated solely to reviews of the neighborhoods, sometimes even down to the street. As a realtor, I can tell you this a lot of times that I'll say, this is a great neighborhood, but if you're over on Morningside, as opposed to Pepperwood, I know Pepperwood is 10 times better than Morningside, but the entire neighborhood usually is the only thing that gets the review. Street Advisor will actually go all the way down. Now, you can even ask a whole bunch of questions doing this research online that your realtor's not allowed to talk to you about. If you want to ask where you think the best parks are in a certain part of town or the best restaurants, sure, we can give you a recommendation, but remember, that's my opinion. I don't know if you like the same type of food that I like or the same type of people, and I'm 49, you might be 25. I'm pretty sure we don't hang out at the same clubs on Thursday nights, but I can tell you a really cool club or a really cool restaurant in El Viejo where you can find massive amounts of divorcees getting silly drunk on Thursday nights. Email me, I'll tell you all about it. It's really funny to people watch there. But some of the things we can't tell you, you can find out on a place like Street Advisor. The Fair Housing Act of 1968 actually prohibits that realtors are allowed to discriminate against anyone. So we can't talk about anything that has to do with race, color, natural origin, religion, sex, sexual orientation, family status, disability, all that stuff. We're not allowed to talk about all of that, and that's for very, very good reason. We do not want to do some of these terrible old practices we had called redlining and keeping people out of certain areas, and that's cool. But if that's something you want to know about, like, for instance, we used to be able to, or we didn't used to be able to, but there were people that were talking to people about the financial aspects of a certain area your realtor really shouldn't be talking to you about that so you got to go on place like street advisor and find that out on your own okay now here's a big one everyone always wants to know about schools now before i tell you the sites for schools here's a little tip some of you are thinking well it's not important to me right now that's cool some of you maybe are engaged and you're thinking well we're going to have kids keep in mind most people move every five or six years sometimes seven years depending on where we are in the market if you're just engaged and you're going to spend a year hanging out and then think about having a baby, that means you're going to be six, seven years before school's even come into the picture. So you might be thinking about moving. And I know a lot of you out there are like, Dave, hey, slow down, dude. I'm not even close. That's cool. If you're not even dating, then you definitely don't need to worry about schools. You might need to worry about some other things, but you don't need to worry about schools because it's going to take you a little while, <laughs> maybe take you a long while to get a good date. Or two or three. And then you've got to go through the whole courting and do all that. I mean, it could be 10 years before you're even needing to think about schools and school districts. So keep that in mind, especially if you're in the pricey parts of the country. The schools that you're going to be thinking about, go back and listen to some of my other podcasts where I talk about that first place that you buy, which hopefully you buy earlier because of all the great information you're going to hear on the How to Buy Home podcast. You're going to be buying that home earlier and means you're going to be there for quite some time, but you're going to be using it as a stepping stone. You're going to be starting maybe in a condo or a townhouse or a small single-family home, and it's not going to be your forever home because you live in a pricey area, and it's just too tough to get in when you're just starting out. If you are at that other phase, like I said, that could be anywhere from, you could be 10 years away, but if you are closer to two or three years away from schools, great schools is the big conglomerate site They're going to talk to you about schools in your area. They're going to give you things about a certain schools in a certain vicinity of where you live. If you're looking for the exact school, most of the time you have to Google district and get their border maps. And just so you know, those border maps do change quite a bit. So get your initial research, but then be ready to check it over and over again as you get closer. Great schools will tell you about the fine schools as good schools and bad schools and there's another great site, Neighborhood Scouts School District Ratings page. It's called Neighborhood Scouts School Districts Rating page. And you've also got the National Center for Education Statistics. You're going to find a lot of these government pages have a lot of information, but a lot of my clients, they just go straight to Zillow because they give you a nice, easy 1 to 10 score. Now, again, I don't can't verify all of that, but a lot of people seem to – Put their faith in that one to ten. If anything, if you see a five on Zillow and a nine on Zillow, odds are that they're probably close to understanding that the five is not the best neighborhood and the nine has better schools. The best thing that you can find out about neighborhoods in general, once you get past the schools, is the neighbors. And again, this, because of the Fair Housing Act, we're absolutely not allowed to talk to you about it, but you can go to home fairs city profiles. That's going to show you the demographics. And again, a lot of that stuff that we're not allowed to talk to you about. A lot of this stuff is gathered directly from the census and tax returns. So you're going to find out about where they are financially. And you can continue to use the Neighborhood Scout school district rating page that I told you about. Well, Neighborhood Scout also does some of that in-depth, super scary spy stuff. And it'll give you a lot of the information that your real estate agent can't or shouldn't giving you. Now, one of the last areas I want to talk to you about is crime statistics. Unfortunately, we live in a rough world. So crime reports is a great stop. Family watchdog is also a good stop. And of course, don't forget Megan's Law. That'll tell you about all the sex offenders, which is a good thing that you know about, especially if you're like me and you watch Law & Order SVU way too much. I have way too many sick, twisted plot lines in my head. Thank you very much, Mariska Hargitay. Spot crime is also a good one, and my local crime. Good place to find your crime stats. And if you're really one of those people who needs a deep dive, go straight to the FBI. Yeah, they've got uniform crime reports on the FBI sites. Not the ones that you hack into to try to be a great action movie, but the real ones that are out there for the public. Now, once you're beyond all the regular online databases that are out there, I have a lot of people who have gone straight to the police department. Now, if you're home on maternity leave, you can go to the police department websites. But once you're out there driving around, then I think going to the actual police departments and just talking to them, you'd be surprised at how much information you can get. Oh, and I'm going to have a little tangent here. Speaking of driving around, remember when I talked about maternity? Another reason why it's a great time? That time happens a lot in the car a lot of babies fall asleep in the car. And if you're freaking out at two o'clock in the morning, you know what's awesome? Grab your baby, throw them in the car. The vibrations will chill them out. They might go to sleep. And then you get to see what a neighborhood looks like at two in the morning, which trust me, sometimes you want to know that. Because once that baby grows up a little bit, you might actually get more than two hours sleep. And you'd like to make sure the neighborhood isn't outside running around making noise. When you finally get some sleep, imagine that. I always recommend Googling the sites of the cities themselves. Google the cities. Read newspaper reviews. Look at the review sites about the area. I know people that have even dug deep into Craigslist. What's going on in the neighborhood? What's for sale? What are the garage sales like? There are lots of different ways you can work your way around it. Now, when you have some time, Or if you want to throw your baby in the back of the car to get him to sleep and you actually can get out of your house and get away from your computer, legwork is the best way. Get out there, drive the places, walk them. Try this on your way to work or on your way out on the weekend. Get coffee in the neighborhood you're thinking about moving in. Go buy your groceries there. You don't have to go to your place. Go see what their grocery store is like. One of those people who stops at 7-Eleven every morning on your way to work and gets one of those disgusting, cheesy hot dogs on the roller things. Go get it at a Seven Eleven in the neighborhood you're thinking about moving to. That way you can be judged for buying that crap by a cashier and find out if it really makes you feel horrible about yourself or if it's like your favorite cashier at home that just smiles and hands your heart attack on a bun to you every single day. Get out there. See what's going on. Shop. Go look at everything out there. And if you're out driving in the daytime, again, I recommend both, day and night. Look at the neighborhood, look at the cars, look at the homes, look at the curbs, look at the landscape, all that stuff you looked at on Google street, go look at it live. And remember, if you are looking at cars, a lot of times those older cars, that can mean that there are potentially a lot of renters there. And I know a lot of you listening to this are renting. So don't get your panties in a bunch. I'm not bagging on renters, but just remember, if you're looking at a suburban neighborhood, a lot of those homes might be owned by landlords. Those might not all be homeowners. Multiple cars, old cars, things like that can be a bad thing. And again, I will continue to offend the renters out there. If you are looking at a condo or a townhouse and it's next to multiple apartment complexes, keep going until you find the condos that are next to other condos or the ones that are you know next to single-family homes next to suburban full cul-de-sac or regular street neighborhoods. Because if you've got a condo complex that's within a bunch of apartments, not everyone around there has the same pride of ownership. And lastly, I would say that uh, one thing you can do is start playing around with hashtags. Hashtag the city, hashtag the tract, hashtag the name of the neighborhood within the city. Use Facebook, use Instagram, Instagram, Use Snap Maps on Snapchat. You can get some good information there. I think Instagram and Facebook both have a places category. And then start Googling newspaper articles. You can very easily look at newspaper articles within the town, as well as Googling the community boards. But as I said, it's a caveat that I'm going to throw out there. People on the internet love to bitch. So don't believe everything you read. Again, trust, but verify Okay, I've got one more really big, big tip that I want to give you for how to search for a home when you're on the internet, when you've got some downtime. And that's going to be coming up in just a minute. But before that, I do want to let you know, uh, this podcast is going to be coming out sometime here in early May of 2019. And if you're listening to this, I have a chance for you to win your June rent. My gift to all of you. I'm hosting a first time buyer seminar here in Southern California. And all you've got to do is write a review, take a screenshot of it and email it to me and you will be entered. I'm going to give two away. One to the people at the actual event here in Southern California and one to my podcast listeners. Anyone out there who writes a review, takes a screenshot and emails it to david at davidsidoni.com or you can go on my website at davidsidoni.com and email that over. And you got a chance to win your June rent. That's on me. So it's one of the great things that I'm excited about being able to offer to you guys because I really want you to spread the word. We're only, this is my 10th podcast, but I'm already seeing the numbers go up. I know that based on the amount of listeners that we've got out there, a lot of you have not taken the time to write a review. So I am full out bribing you to do it. And it has a good reason. The reason is I want more people out there to hear this podcast because. I really believe in this mission. I believe in helping people no matter where you are in the country. We've got all kinds of other episodes that has great information. I encourage you to listen to stuff over and over again. If you want some other information, go to the Facebook page, how to buy a home, ask to be invited, and I will let you in. You can also see more stuff at at David Sedoni on Instagram. I put a post up pretty much every day. You can go through there and see all kinds of tips, especially if you're further along in the process. We're kind of starting with the way before, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that helps you right down to the wire, getting it escrow and all that type of stuff. So at David Sedoni, anything you need, just go to davidsedoni.com. That's where you're going to see all the blogs. You're going to see all these links and these clicks that we talked about today. And we're really excited because I've told you in a couple other podcasts, how many folks we have helped, I think we're up to seven people all over the country. Folks from Hawaii to New York, we're really excited about that. And today, someone called me that's actually going through escrow and ran into a problem. And she's got a realtor and she's got a lender, but she needed a little help. So we Facebook messaged for a little bit today and I hopefully helped him get over the loop. And that's not anything that I'm going to get paid for, but I get to sleep better tonight. So I told you that I was going to give you one more big tip. And this is a big one for you. Research your research, please. Double check everything. Verify everything that you look up on the internet. Don't let the opinion of a blogger be your guide. You now, these days, everyone wants to be an expert on everything, and they sure as hell want to do it all over the internet. And boy, everyone's got opinions on everything. So just be careful. And while you're researching, be careful of the sites that you know have too many ads or seem like they might be tied to somebody getting paid for regurgitating or disseminating that information. Ooh, one more before we go. Bonus tip. If you are doing this maternity thing, like I said, first of all, everyone's going to think you're nuts. But second of all, after a day or two, you realize how much time you're sitting around that you've got time and you're getting paid. Might as well do some research instead of binging on Netflix. It's a beautiful time to hang out with your new little infant. And your family's going to be around. Now, some of you, this might drive you crazy. Guess what's great for that? Throw the infant in the car and go drive a neighborhood. (laughs) And also, with family around, you got to trust but verify with them. A lot of family members, they're great and you're excited to have them there, but they have some old school opinions. Don't piss them off, though, because... Eventually, you might want to ask them for a gift to help you with the down payment or closing costs. And I've always said this before, if you're sitting there looking at homes, great time to talk to grandma and grandpa or your uncle or your older brother or sister or your younger brother and sister who's far more successful than you and has money. Maybe it's a great time to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. You'd be surprised at how many people want you to be a responsible person and go ahead and might help you out with that down payment, get you over the hump. All right, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much. I seriously am overwhelmed. This podcast is for you guys because I actually do care about you and I don't want you to make the same mistake that I made in my 20s that now I realize how much money I lost. I cry about it pretty much every other day. And the mistake that all my other first-time buyers have made, get started early. The sooner you know this, the sooner you can get on it and the sooner you stop paying rent. If one person out there gets a home that they were eventually going to get anyway, that's why I do this. If you're listening to this, it's on your goal sheet. So you're eventually going to do this. And if just one person out there does it earlier than they could have, even one year earlier, that person's rent times 12, do the math. That's a lot of money. Not to mention that's just the rent. We're not even talking about the tax benefits and the built-in equity that they're going to be getting. It's worth it. So thank you so much. And if you've gotten any value at all and you want to win your rent for free because it's June, and it's still May, 2019, write me a review. This is really, really an exciting time for people out there because interest rates are still so, so low. So I'm excited. Share this. I care about you guys. Share this with the people that you care about. If you've gotten any value, please pass it on to other people. It'll help the show grow, and that way we get to help more people. Spread the word. And remember, gang, you can do this.